Hi everyone, welcome back to the Neutra Champion podcast. In this episode, we will hear from one of the key figures behind Philippines' food fortification policies. He is Dr. Mario Capanzana, who has been with the Food and Nutrition Research Institute, part of the country's Department of Science and Technology for more than 30 years. He retired from the Food and Nutrition Research Institute as the director in August 2020, passing the baton to the next generation of food and nutrition policy makers. Hi, Dr. Merrill. Thank you for taking the time to speak to me on this podcast. So how have you been? Is it a complete retirement for you? Yeah, I think um, at this point, as if I am still uh, working, it's still so busy. I think it's more, I'm more occupied than before, considering that um, I was then a director of the Food and Nutrition Research Institute and handling about 800 people. Out of it is about uh, 600 contractuals and about 200, 180 regular staff doing research and um, various type of activities on research and development. Now mm. that uh, I retired, I continue to uh, assist some of the of the institute. And uh, aside from that, I am invited to do certain work for a journal, like editing, reviewing publications, and uh, another task that I accepted contract is a helping university. Uh, somewhere, somewhere in Mindanao, such that they become research and development institute, uh, set up their facilities uh, as a hub for functional food research and development. So I think those are big tasks that uh, I need to work uh, perhaps in the next 12 months. And so <laughs> uh, I think it's not really retired, yeah. but still uh, working and I have big programs and projects still ongoing uh, particularly in uh, food and nutrition and uh, on uh, technology transfer helping industry set up their production facilities. I work on my own on pace but you need to have discipline uh, so that you'll be able to fulfill all your commitments. So it's just discipline but in between, I enjoyed gardening. Actually, you are the first guest from Philippines for this podcast. So uh, I'm wondering from your observation and from your experience, right, uh, what were some of the nutrition deficiencies uh, seen in Philippines uh, back then when you first started? Yeah, I think uh, I started at the Food and Nutrition Research Institute fairly young. And um, as part of its mandate, we conduct the National Nutrition Survey. It's a national uh, nutrition, health, and, uh, and food and nutrition, food survey. So we found that uh, using the biochemical indicators, uh, there are the prevalence of anemia, um, vitamin A deficiency, and iodine deficiency is quite high. It's of public health significance, particularly way back in 1978. And uh, that those are th those informations were correct 
collected during our the conduct of our national nutrition survey uh, just to ge- generate the data and monitoring our uh, our targets about 2000 uh, we noted the problem of anemia we know the most uh, affected are children uh, adolescents and pregnant and lactating mothers so what we did was to examine what are the food intake of the Filipinos, commonly consumed food items. And we noted that, well, of course, the highest in terms of quantity and frequency is the rice. And uh, some of the condiments like salt, uh, like oil, sugar, and flour, and some of the processed foods. So using a technology, a, a food technologist, uh, with specialization in nutrition, we develop products and we develop the technology on uh, how to fortify the rice, how to fortify the oil, and uh, some processed products. So it takes, it took us a ta- uh, some time to come up with strategies. We also developed the policy. So that's how the food fortification started which mandates fortification of rice with iron, um, oil with vitamin A, sugar with vitamin A, and uh, some processed foods with, uh, of course, salt with um, iodine. So, and some processed foods that are commonly consumed by the Filipino population. As of the last survey we conducted in 2019, 2018, 2019, anemia prevalence in, uh, in among the population, particularly adolescents, uh, uh, adults, and some children, and the infants are really reduced. It's no longer, it's already mild uh, level about below 20% of the population. So on the average, uh, we consider this as a success in terms of the policy that we have formulated. Similarly, we noted a big dis- uh, decrease in the prevalence of vitamin A in the population. How long did it take for you to formulate the food fortification law of 2000? Well, it's about two to three years. I think from the time we have released uh, data on, the, on the, 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 the problem, then of course it went through several consultations advocacy among our legislators and, of course, the stakeholders, the industry that will implement that policy. After the law has been enacted, it is still a big challenge. Not all of those uh, staples have been uh, adequately fortified. So what were the issues, challenges that you all faced when engaging the industry? And how did you all manage to persuade them to uh, do food fortification? Well, I think the, the basic and very oh, challenging is the upcharge, the cost. Who will uh, shoulder the additional cost of fortification? So what we do is really advocate, explain to them that in the value in terms of benefit is higher compared with that in uh, the cost. So for everything that you add, of course, there's an equivalent uh, additional cost in terms of labor, materials, processes, 
So it must be understood and by industry and of course put them in the proper perspective in, in, in a way that it will improve the health of the population and eventually if the population is uh, good it will also be it will also benefit the industry did the food fortification exercise lead to higher food prices as well eventually well not really but there is some upcharge uh, about uh, a few centavos was it mainly absorbed by the industry or it's um, being shared with what? the Was it mainly absorbed by the industry or was the cost being uh, distributed to the consumers as well? Well, I think uh, it's up to their strategy uh, how they do the costing, but practically there's an upcharge. It's just like, uh, for example, for the rice, if it costs you uh, X amount, it will increase by only one peso or less than 5%. So it's just a minimal uh, price increment, similarly for other products. So, and it is the market forces. What is important is they will not lose. They will still have profit. It can be a, a unique selling proposition for the product that is healthy. So compared with other products, if this is uh, fortified, this is better than other products. Incidents whereby maybe a manufacturer is very uh, resistant to food fortification, but eventually he was uh, persuaded to do it. Yeah, there's a lot. I think there's a lot. Uh, at first, they are reluctant, but eventually they follow. And these are some of the big companies. As a, a government then, uh, we help them promote the program, food fortification. The fortified products is good, but we are not telling this brand X is good. So it's the program uh, that is being, well, advocated. I think the gov other government initiative is to put a seal uh, on the fortified product. So if they see the seal of uh, the product is like the Sangkap Pinoy seal or a seal that tells the public that this is appropriately fortified, then uh, that helps the consumer identify and make their choice. What are some of the latest nutrition problems that you have seen in Philippines that, that's different from like two to three decades ago? Well, I think it's just uh, making sure that we sustain the improvement uh, by providing continuous uh, development of a product. The most recent initiative that I initiated and now becoming more popular is because of the pandemic, Schools are temporarily suspended and they are now doing a blended learning uh, by uh, at home. But the law says that they should be fed. There is a supplementary feeding and the way to do that is to, um, to provide them hot meals, uh, nutritious hot meals, meeting the required energy and nutrients and of course, providing them with the milk. However, because they cannot meet together and cook 
in school and in facilities, what we initiated and I specifically uh, conceptualized is provide them with a healthy buns. Uh, and I call it enhanced Nutribun. It's like a bread uh, with um, high energy and uh, protein and uh, with uh, lots of micronutrients in it using natural fortification. The bun contains uh, squash or pumpkins or calabasa, we call it. And so, and modify the, the formulation such that it will give you higher energy and uh, higher protein. We encourage industry to do uh, particularly bake shops, small and big bakery uh, industry to produce it and supply the product to uh, the daycare center and to the school. And it's become very successful. Now it's nationwide. What was your vision for, for this uh, food and nutrition in the Philippines in the years to come? With, uh, uh, with this pandemic uh, situation, it is something that is very important uh, to important field that will help at least improve the nutrition uh, and prevent the, um, you know, this pandemic from further spreading. Uh, the pandemic, particularly uh, human, should be, uh, should have a very good immune system. I think that's the, while waiting for the vaccine, it is the immunity of each and everyone must be guarded. And to, to have a very good immune system, you should have a very good nutrition. You should uh, have a very good food intake that will help you become healthy and protective of all these virus. So is FRNI going to um, introduce more food fortification um, measures? Is that the way to go? Yeah, I think um, I gave advice in terms of the product and researches that they need to proceed for to continue and strengthen, like particularly coming up with functional food series, uh, functional foods that aside from nutrition will have certain health benefit. One area that we have just concluded is a functional food like virgin coconut oil. I'm I'm part of that um, study to see how virgin coconut oil diminish the symptoms of COVID-19. And we have shown that in our clinical trials that those subjects, people consuming virgin coconut oil mixed with their food um, recover faster compared with the group uh, that are not given virgin coconut oil. So our hypothesis is that once you have given enough dose, that will hasten the, uh, your recovery and will not progress to a severe case. And we found it in our study. So that's why as functional food, virgin coconut oil, aside from its energy giving properties, it has also certain functionality by helping, uh, what do you call, scavenging the virus in your body. Because... Uh, it has certain uh, technical, you know, there, there's a technical term that we have 
that because of the monolaurin, uh, lauric acid present in oil, it clings, the, the virus clings to that and uh, prevent uh, the multiplication of virus. So then uh, your, your body become, you know, you recover. You will not progress to a very severe case that will lead you to something else. That's a pioneering study uh, that uh, I was a part of before I retired. Now we are doing a bigger scale of the study such that we will be able to prove the efficacy of virgin coconut oil as functional food. So I think that's the trend that in the future, more functional food must be uh, introduced uh, either to protect, to improve health, and uh, and of course preventing the spread of coronavirus. Does it mean that you know you will uh, encourage the public to add in VCO into their daily diet, or you will come up with a specific product that is uh, fortified or enhanced with VCO? Well, I think now we are still doing some more study because the study has certain, you know, uh, uh, limitation. We, we limit our study with those people without comorbidity, like, you know, if you are hypertensive, diabetes, or that's ex excluded. So it's not really um, a, a recommendation, a blanket recommendation for everyone. Uh, we are still studying what if VCO is taken by a diabetic person or a hypertensive person or a, a, a person having a liver uh, problem, so something like that.